Welcome back to another episode of In The Zone. I am your co-host, Anthony Piniello, along with my other co-hosts, Chris Martelli, Giancarlo Alino. For the second time ever, we're going to talk a little football. Why? Big reason. Tom Brady, after 20 years, deciding to leave the Patriots. So Chris, out of the three of us, this question's probably for you. Why did he decide to leave, and what does this mean for the NFL going forward? I feel like... When you talk about Tom Brady and what he's done for a, a franchise, no one else has ever done it. Like you said, a couple, I think it was a couple podcasts ago, there's, a lot of, there's not a lot of athletes that, you know, they go over the sport. Tom Brady's one of them. He's one of the best athletes of all time. What this means for the NFL, it means that the AFC is going to be unpredictable finally. I mean, not as much now because there's this other guy named Lamar Jackson who's been running the the AFC the last two years but you know Buffalo now has a little bit more of a chance um you know teams like uh Baltimore now I think it's gonna be a little easier for them KC of course Mahomes now he's the king in the AFC but what this means I mean I think it's an exciting time for NFL fans it's it's gonna be really weird to be different I was saying before the pod before we started um this is kind of like if Sidney Crosby were to leave Pittsburgh. It's kind of like that's how big this is. A lot of NFL players are stunned. Apparently, Belichick and uh, Brady, they weren't really on talking terms for some reason uh, after the season ended. It ended pretty poorly for them. They didn't play well in the postseason. But, you know, he, he devoted his whole life to this one franchise for, tw- like, not five years, not ten years, 20 years. That's... That's unthinkable. Um, the only other guys that have kind of been there as long, guys like Drew Brees, guys like Philip Rivers, who is also now leaving the Chargers. Um, so, yeah, it's an exciting time for the uh, NFL. I do believe he's going to go to the Chargers. I think he's going to Vegas. I don't know if it's because of his wife or the lifestyle. I have no idea. Speaking of lifestyle, it's fucking brutal right now oh, yeah. with this pandemic. But. Yeah, I, th- I think um, the best case scenario for Tom Brady is to probably go to the NFC, um, stay away from the AFC, um, just so you know the fans don't boo him as much and don't hate him as much. I don't think anyone's really going to hate him as a pro. I mean, he's one of the greatest to ever throw a football. He's been looked up as you know that underdog. He was a six rounder, and like then he became one of the best of all time. So that's a story in itself, but. It's, yeah, it's very surprising to hear a guy who's devoted his life 20 damn years and then finally saying, you know what, I think it's time to move on. I think he also knew that New England, they were starting to go down, downhill. So I, I, th- my biggest question is what Belichick does next. Uh, Cam Newton is uh, apparently rumored to be going to New England. Another guy named Andy Dalton on the Cincinnati Bengals because apparently the Bengals are drafting Joe Burrow first overall. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's broken records, LSU this year. So let's see what happens. But uh, Good kid. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady leaving New England is that's monstrous news for the NFL. I think uh, this is going to be a nice little ego contest between the two of them. They both have something to prove. Brady's got to prove. Okay, I can do it without Belichick, and Belichick's been hearing for years. He can't win the big one without Tom Brady. So I'm looking forward to this little competition. But uh, I think Belichick. It won't be uh, too far long before he dips New England and challenges himself somewhere else, too. How much longer do you guys think Tom Brady has, though? Like He's 42 now. and like Drew Brees just signed a two-year deal. He's also 42. This is where you got to start asking yourself, what is the 
prime age as a QB? Because I feel like there's really no age. It's kind of like with wrestling. There's really no prime age. I feel like until you slow down, that's when you slow down. Look at AJ Styles going, what is he, 44? He's still one of the best. I'm not going to say any other names. Undertaker's old as shit. Um, Lots of examples. A lot of examples. (laughs) But, yeah, I, I don't really know when. I mean, we saw last year Tom Brady wasn't his usual self. But, well, he's been in the league for since I was five, and I'm 25 now. So, I mean, this is something to start asking ourselves is, you know, LeBron James is almost on his way out. You know, Sidney Crosby's probably got, you know, a couple more years left. Alex Ovechkin, we still have no idea. So this is the this is the questions we've got to start asking. You know, how many years left does Tom Brady have? How many years left does guys like Drew Brees have, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger? So I feel like this league is changing really quickly, but... Yeah, I don't really know what to expect with Tom Brady when he signs with either Tampa or Vegas. I have no idea, but I just hope for the best for this guy. But yeah, now we gotta move. Uh, gotta move to uh, something more depressing than that. Gotta move to uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. We all know that there's this thing called the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, going around, where everyone's basically buying all the toilet paper in the world, fighting for their lives and all this it is a pandemic it's pretty scary but Vince McMahon you know what he says he says fuck it we're just gonna keep rolling with it we're gonna we're gonna do it in the performance center what are your guys thoughts on this this is a weird one because uh I've been saying all week this is uncharted territory so it's not exactly a right or wrong answer here so for me I'm kind of just going with what everyone else is doing and I'm kind of canceling the whole thing because like when you think of Wrestlemania and you think of 80,000 people fueling everything. It's like, it's just going to be weird having that atmosphere and nothing really around it. Yeah, postpone it because you look at Raw and SmackDown, what did they really do to progress storylines? It's just interview segments. You could have just done that for another two, three months, had one match, uh, be the focal point of the show, and then throughout the whole night just have uh, past matches of the guys. Like, let's say Drew and Brock, you have the first hour of the show focus on Drew, second hour on Brock, you have an interview segment the third hour, and then you cut it off, you postpone it to like July. Vince doesn't want to do that. Storylines have to end April 5th for him, so he can start the next batch. So uh, not a fan of this empty arena WrestleMania, and he expects people to pay for it on pay-per-view. So should be free. <laughs> Every provider, maybe even put it on Fox, but not liking it. It's just one of those things, too. It's the worst timing because... If you're a guy like The Fiend, just the way it's panned out, it's just absolutely disgusting. We talk about nostalgia mania. That's basically where the fans are paying their money. It's like, oh, I want to see Edge. I want to see The Undertaker. I want to see John Cena. You know, I want to see all these guys. But now it's in a performance center, and there's going to probably be no reaction. I mean, Roman Reigns winning the Universal title, is that's inevitable. That's happening. It has to happen, I hope at least. I don't want Goldberg around. <laughs> The fact that he's going to probably win and there's going to be no reaction, it's just going to just change everything. And I, I agree with you guys. I think at this point, just cancel it. They've canceled the NHL, every sport they've canceled. They've even postponed the Euro Cup, which to me, I think it's bigger than WrestleMania. I think when you think of soccer and international, that's probably one of the biggest tournaments ever. You know, you get what, 36 countries together? That's crazy. Um, Rhino WrestleMania, it's for everybody. Every country tunes in, but it's going to be completely different with no crowd. Like you said, it fuels everything. So if I'm Vince McMahon, right now it's at the Performance Center. Maybe in a week or two weeks from now, 
maybe he could just cancel the whole thing. I think that would be best. I know guys like Edge, guys like Goldberg, guys like Undertaker who are training their asses off to you know make this big ass return. It's really not worth it in the long run. Like if I'm Edge, like what is it? It's been nine years since he retired. Like yeah. it's not worth it for him. I think at least in in my eyes, it's not worth it. So if anything, just call WrestleMania SummerSlam this year. Move it to August or July, and maybe have wrestling um, be more of an impact in the summer when hopefully all this shit blows over. It's it's uh, for other sports. Like you could argue they could still play the game with no fans. But for wrestling, it kind of seems like a different world because, like you just said, it fuels everything. So, like, when I was watching Raw and SmackDown this past week and I saw Jeff Hardy coming out posing to fucking no one, so I'm looking at that and I'm like, are you serious? They're actually rolling with this? This, How is this not canceled? The fans are literally everything. It's just this is the one thing for me that has to go. Yeah, like, we were even talking about yesterday's show with uh, Stone Cold coming back and, like, I'm watching it and... You could do the beer smashing, you could do all that, but at the end of the day, if there's no one that's going to, like, you know, pop when he stuns, you know, the Street Profits or he makes fun of Byron Saxton, it's just, it's just off. Like, even when Ray beat Andrade and you're having AJ make these unreal promos in front of nobody, it's just like, it's not uh, worth it. This will be for the fans that strictly love pro, like, just the wrestling aspect and they say, like, oh, I can do without this and this. This will be the time for them. No one around, just one-on-one, nothing going on. Exactly, and this is where you separate the children who are just in it for, you know, the characters. And then you have guys like us who appreciate, you know, the wrestling seg- like the wrestling part of it. But at the same time, in every wrestler, there's a character that, you know, gravitates to the crowd. So if there's no crowd, like you just said, Jeff Hardy posing, it's like, what the hell's the point of that? You're posing to no one. So even like when if if it does go on as it right now it is, Roman Reigns when he wins a title he's gonna lift that up nice and high to nobody. <laughs> Drew McIntyre if he beats if he beats Brock Lesnar, he's gonna you know this is his huge like you said it's been what ten years in the making with Drew McIntyre this is gonna be a lifelong dream of his, and he's gonna pose in front of nobody with his new WWE title. So at this point in time. Just cancel it. Because for me, it's not worth it for any of these guys. I feel bad for them. I really do. Because me being, you know, if you're a professional and you're getting paid all this money to perform in front of people and there's no people there, that's a big aspect in wrestling. It, it, has, it has to be done. Even with that, like, they have that social distancing and saying, oh, we recommend 50 people gathering. If I'm WWE, I'm getting 20. Put them in around, Scatter them around that little performance center so you can at least have some reaction. Even if it's like a crew member, wrestlers from NXT. You don't even have to show their face. Just have them behind where the camera is so people at home can actually hear something. And not just hear Undertaker and AJ breathing heavily and AJ carrying them and <laughs> kicking them across the face and... All that stuff. So. Do you think uh, there's a possibility that Vince McMahon brings in noise generators? Because I know he's done that before with the crowd, Let's where he's turned cheers, he's turned booze into cheers <laughs> with a little twist. So well, honestly, after seeing Jeff post to no one, I'm not counting anything out. I would. See? Be, I yeah. think he would do that. And I saw that curtain thing, that black curtain going around. <laughs> All they need is a little green screen one. Get the THQ <laughs> renders in there. It's happening in front of uh, the animated crowd this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. 
I mean, I hope Edge's match is the best match of the night because this guy, again, like we said, nine years coming back, and then this, like, give this guy 50 minutes. Give this guy the world, please. But I, I, I really hope Vince McMahon changes his mind. I think all the guys that are involved in this card, they deserve better. Um, especially, yeah, like I've repeated myself five times now. So I just hope that he, he really thinks long and hard the next couple days. That as this pandemic, you know, keeps growing, you know, people keep getting sick and it's going to get worse before it gets better. But yeah, if I'm Vince McMahon, you got to kind of check the ego out the door at this point and you got to do the safe thing. And I think that's just cancel it. I want to see uh, Vinny Mac fight at Mania. Oh. Really good Twitter going, the Corona man. <laughs> get someone, any guy in a mask, just come out, interrupt Vince McMahon when he's introducing Mania. You know who it should be? <laughs> Jinder Mahal oh, or Heath Slater <laughs> and say I'm going to stop Wrestlemania and have Vince say you're going to fight me tonight <laughs> middle of the card of Wrestlemania after like Undertaker and AJ you have that match Twitter would go crazy Vince McMahon beats the shit out of the Corona man at Wrestlemania fireworks go off oh. that would definitely mean event for sure and just him selling it too just like punching him like ah, ah. <laughs> stupid bitch die die I'm going to kill it that is very Vince, isn't it? It is. But if anything, it would not be Vince. You already know who it would be. It'd be Triple H. Oh, ah, yeah. He'd be the one to end the Corona, <laughs> yeah. man. Come on. With the sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we got to go on to this list now. Yeah. <laughs> the best WrestleMania openers. Uh, there have been a lot. Um, not really back in the past. The ones from, like, WrestleMania 1 to, what would you say, 14 were pretty bad. They yes. weren't. They? Yeah. But, uh. We're going to kick this list off with Pinello because that's usually the trend. So, yeah. without further ado, let's go into the honorable mentions of the best WrestleMania openers. Alrighty. This is going to be a mess. No specific order to start it off. The Money in the Bank match, WrestleMania 25. That is the year CM Punk went back-to-back. Never thought anyone would do that. He was the first. So, that's your boy. Props to you there. Second one, another ladder match. WrestleMania 31. Daniel Bryan... Intercontinental title. I think this was the first year where they, uh, they kind of just threw everyone together, and we all thought this would be the year they would do the ladder matches. They're like, yeah, we'll get rid of Money in the Bank, and we'll just do the IC title thing. So, yeah, that was the year we all thought it would happen. And then the next year, WrestleMania 32, seven-man ladder match, IC title. Zack Ryder, Miz pushing him off there. That was my highlight. Oh, alrighty, I got two more honorable mentions. This is going to be a funny one here. JBL versus Finley oh, in the solid. Belfast Brawl. That was gruesome. WrestleMania 24. That was the perfect way to open the show. Just a 10-minute scrap. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. And finally, to cap off my honorable mentions, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, oh, WrestleMania course. 21. Um, you know... Probably not their best match when you look at everything they've done, but when you look at all the openers, just a 10-minute classic with two guys, that will never fail. So those were my five honorable mentions. Uh, honorable mentions for me, JBL Finley. When he hit him with the shillelagh and then he fucking punched Horns. <laughs> that match was a pure, like, old-school hardcore match. I loved it. Uh, then, for sure, uh, going in with one of the latter matches, 31, I don't want to put too many on my list, so I went with 31. I like Daniel Bryan's moment there. Obviously, he had to retire after that, but for that moment, it was nice. 
Takamichi Noku versus Agula at WrestleMania 14 was a little underrated matchup. So those are my honorable mentions. Yeah, my honorable. I'm actually pretty surprised you guys didn't say any of these. So this is pretty good. Um, this is a pretty diverse list. So my honorable mentions first off was, okay, you had the Mania 31 moment with Daniel Bryan. I remember that mo- that spot with Luke Harper. Holy crap. Oh, and, and, and Dean Ambrose. Oh, Jesus, that was gruesome. I loved every aspect of that match. It was still predictable, but it got the job done. Um, Regal versus Y2J. <laughs> that was uh, that was an underrated match. That was probably one of the most gruesome William Regal matches I've seen at least in a singles match. I remember he did the underhook suplex off the top rope. That was amazing. Um, another match for me that you it's kind of like Finley and JBL. For me, it was a perfect start to a perfect WrestleMania. Uh, Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio. That was just so much fun seeing Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore, the good old days. That was awesome. V1. And then, of course, William Regal again in RVD at WrestleMania 18. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. William Regal, to me, is actually one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. So those are my honorable mentions. So now we go to number five with Pinello. It was really tough to leave those ones out. I wanted to put RVD in there so bad. uh, All right. The only reason why I put that in because I watched it the other day, and I'm like, you know what, William Regal, show him some love here. Two years in a row, opening legend. Alrighty, number five, kicking this off. AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. WrestleMania 33. One of Shane's uh, better matches, I'd say. It helps that he's in there with the phenomenal. So, yeah, just a solid opener match. Um, that's really all I got about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got WrestleMania 32 ladder match. Zack Ryder taking the title. It was unexpected. I thought The Miz was going to finally get that. They gave it a swerve there. Zack Ryder, new champ. Woo-woo-woo. Yeah, my number five was the WrestleMania 25 ladder match. Um, yeah, CM Punk winning back-to-back. No one's ever done that before. It's kind of funny when he won. You could have you heard a little bit of booze. <laughs> it was pretty funny, though. Um, you know, just the way that this ended up with him turning heel on Jeff Hardy was just perfect. You know, that's one of the best. For me, that's actually probably a top three cash-in of all time, if not the best one for me. Edges is number one because it's the OG one. But this match to me was perfect. You know, you had all those guys in it. I thought at times we were going to see uh, who the hell, who did I think was going to win that year at 25? Christian. Christian. <laughs> it was Christian. I remember. I'm like, this guy, he has to have his moment. Didn't win. Um, so <laughs> CM Punk winning two years in a row. I remember I was there in the theater and fans were kind of like, are you like, are you effing kidding me? They gave it to him two years in a row. I thought it was perfect. A great way to open WrestleMania 25. <laughs> Alrighty, for my number four, Money in the Bank, WrestleMania 23. This is my favorite ladder match out of the, the fucking 80 of them that they did. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kennedy coming in, which was very surprising because when you have the young hotshot and all the veterans, you don't actually think the young hotshot's going to win. You have Edge, Orton. This was the Hardy Boys' first Mania back. Uh, Kennedy... MVP was in this, I believe. <laughs> Kofi, just... Everybody. Uh, it was just a clusterfuck. Yeah. Kane is always in these... Always. Just <laughs> you need the big man. You need the big man. You gotta have at least one big man. Jeff jumping off the top like a freaking lunatic. That was awesome. Oh my god, just <laughs> so much in this match. Awesome opener. Mr. Kennedy winning it. That's my number four. Eddie Guerrero versus Ray is my number four. Mania 21. They were the tag champs at the time, so it was weird seeing them... Just in a throwaway match, but they made it work. Started the show off strong. Uh, those two guys didn't really have a bad match, I don't think. It was rare to see one. It's kind of like Ray Andrade, but 
I like the whole ending and then Ray afterwards, like Eddie turning heel and a couple months that followed. So that was a solid opener. Yeah, mine is also the same. Ray and Eddie at number four. Um, that's just one of those matches where you knew something was going to, you know, boil over eventually. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're tag champs. It's a singles match, whatever. Just the tech, the technical wrestling that you saw back in the day, it's just it was completely different. It was better than both main events that year. That could have been one of the best manias. Just both those main events just flopped completely. I know you you said you liked Batista Triple H. I hated that match. That was just poor Triple H. He got fucking buried there. He was the bloody mess. Just got killed. Um, JBL did not look like a WWE champion by any means at that show. But, yeah, the way that Eddie and Ray... Uh, they just solidified their status as the best technical wrestlers at the time. And that opener, again, like you said, it was quick. It was like eight minutes, but it got the job done. And the ending was perfect with the roll-up. It was just perfect. It really was. It was. Alrighty, number three, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus The Miz. WrestleMania 34, IC title. Yeah, I know. You don't really see a lot of triple threats opening the card. Uh, I think this was a situation where you saw the guys, we kind of looked at it, and we're like, yeah, we don't care who wins. Just make it good. And uh, the three of these guys just flowed so well together. I thought it was a solid opener, so that's my number three. I got the same match, <laughs> number three. I was going hard for the Miz at this match. Like I wanted him to win. I thought he deserved to have that rain go on more. But as it went on and he lost, did the job, I thought this was perfect. Their chemistry, even on their Raw match when The Miz won it the first time, it's good that they returned it uh, to Mania, brought it in front of the fans, showed everyone how good they are in the ring together, all three. It was a different feeling seeing these three. You don't really see them in programs, so something fresh and it was a good match. Actually, the first two matches on that card were much better than every single match that followed, so... What was the second one? Charlotte versus Asuka. Oh, for real. You know what's awesome? I don't even have this match on my list. I forgot about it completely. Uh, yeah, but that was a good match. My number three is WrestleMania 23 ladder match. Like, basically everything you said. Coming into the you know the show, I thought Edge was probably going to win again. Jeff Hardy, you have all these names. And then, of course, Mr. Kennedy wins. But in the long run, Edge took it away from him. So, it didn't matter. So, it, I thought the, the spot with you know Randy Orton doing all the RKO's... I think Booker was Booker T in this match. King Booker was. Yeah, King Booker was in the match. I remember he was doing all the spinneroonies and the scissor kicks, and it was like, okay, this is an RKO scissor kick spear fest, and I loved every minute of it. My favorite part was obviously the Jeff Hardy spot. It was just like a big fat squat on his chest through a ladder. <laughs> I thought for sure Edge had broken ribs. Probably did. Um, I think had also boiled the feud a year after with Jeff and Edge. Remember in that ladder match, Extreme Rules. So. You know, everything boils, so I thought it was awesome there. Um, Mr. Kennedy winning, though, was the most unpredictable thing. And that was probably one of the biggest stars that they uh, they, they fucked up on. So, yeah. there it is. It's a list for another time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my runner-up at number two, Triple H versus Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. It's basically a fucking main event. Triple H taking ten minutes to walk to the ring. And, you know, it was the Daniel Bryan show. It was... Uh, I didn't think these styles would mesh as well as they did just because there's not a lot of Triple H matches I'm fond of. This is probably one of my favorites. And uh, him and Daniel Bryan, it was just awesome. A solid 20, 25 minutes to open. Bryan hit him, hitting him with the running knee to close it off. Crowd going crazy. Sign of things to come later on. So there's my runner-up. 
Same match. <laughs> Shit. So, uh, yeah, Triple H, there's not a lot of his matches where you want to look back on and watch that aren't, like, hardcore matches. Like, a lot of his matches are brawling and the spine buster, the knee, and then you have Daniel Bryan, the more of the submission locks and all that. So that's why, like, I don't think the, mat- the styles would really clash, but 40-minute match, I think they had. And they made it work. And this was followed the segment with uh, Hogan, The Rock, and Austin, so... To get the crowd that invested still in the beginning match, especially after everything that it followed, good on both of them, and that's why runner-up on the list. I remember, uh, yeah, mine's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to keep talking. Yeah, mine's Triple H and Daniel Bryan, too. Um, For me, WrestleMania 30, I know you're not the biggest fan of it. Um, I thought it was as good as it could have been. I know... uh, when uh, I saw Daniel Bryan was going to be a part of two matches, I'm like, okay, I hope that this opens the show, but I didn't think it would. And when I heard Daniel Bryan's entrance, I was like, okay, this has to be a good match because it has to, like, this has to, they have to give it time. First of all, it's Triple H. So they gave his entrance. It was at least a five-minute entrance, Daniel Bryan coming out. And, you know, Stephanie McMahon being involved just made the match that much more entertaining as well. The moment was bittersweet. Triple H is probably one of his best matches of all time. We all know how great Daniel Bryan is. He brings the best out of everyone, kind of like what you just said about AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. I never thought you would have a Shane McMahon match on this list. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, uh, what happened later on in the night was just the perfect ending. Triple H getting involved in the main event was just Triple H's ego. You know, that's evolution versus the Yes Movement and the Yes Movement conquered and this match, for me, it was close to actually being number one on the list. Speaking of number one, there it is. Owen versus Brett, WrestleMania 10. Yeah, just a solid uh, classic wrestling match between two of the greatest to ever do it. I'll let you boys follow up on it. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, my number one. Uh, I didn't think they would actually have Owen win, going and looking back at some of the matches and the whole buildup, because Brett was in the main event. Uh, won the Royal Rumble with Lex Luger, which makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> oh, my God. So Lex Luger had the first match with Yokozuna in the middle of the card, and then Brett would have the second one as a rematch from the clusterfuck the year before with Hogan getting involved at the end. So uh, Brett had a lot to do tonight. <laughs> Bases off against Owen. Amazing match. Like They highlighted all of Owen Hart's like strengths with the high flying and the mat wrestling. Just showed how good they were together and... Owen gets the win, Brett wins later in the night, and they followed up with fucking nothing because they could have had Owen win the title after, but they didn't do it. Brett was the man, though, so uh, this WrestleMania was all about the hit, man. It's, yeah, it's just one of those matches where it was going to go well regardless. You look at the two names, okay, it's going to be amazing. Um, Owen Hart was more of like the exciting option here. It's kind of like, I'm trying to kind of think of like this match... As like a Seth, like as like a Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar. It's kind of like that where like you want to see Drew McIntyre win, but you know Brock Lesnar's gonna win. So it's kind of like yeah, Owen Hart. You wanted him to win, he won. But at the end of the night, Bret Hart got the win. So you know it's just one of those where the positioning in the company at the time, Bret Hart, like you just said, he was the man. But at the time, Owen Hart was right there, and he arguably should have been the man. And it, it sucks what happened with him, but yeah, that's this is easily for me the best opener to a WrestleMania. Nothing will ever top it, ever. I think yeah. When I was doing my list, uh, 
I knew right away this would be number one. I put it one. I didn't yeah. even. I'm just like yeah. It's like that. Then I was, that one. It was like the hunter and then Brian and I'm kind of like okay yeah let's get started. It's like which ladder match will be here. <laughs> They did a lot of those like openers with ladder matches. They, the earlier ones, they started off with fucking shit tag matches, started off slow. Then as the years went on, they tried to put more effort into it. But other than the ladder match, it wasn't really something that outshined the main event. It was rare. Yeah, so. like, well, like, you're going to go back to like 27 when you had Edge and Del Rio open. Like, I was going to consider that just based off of it being Edge's last match. Yeah. But it's not now, so that's completely out the window. That wasn't even the best match of the night, far from it. Um, you even have other matches, you know, like WrestleMania 26. You had that tag match with uh, the Miz and Morrison versus, uh, I don't know, was it R Truth and. Um, was it Miz and. Uh, no. Wasn't it Miz and Big Show? Was it Miz and Big Show versus R Truth and John Morrison? <laughs> I oh, think it was. <laughs> yeah, and they were the undisputed tag That was it. Yeah, that was it. And um, Miz had US every title. title. Yeah, <laughs> three titles. It's just one of those, like, you look back at openers and there's not a lot of... Like, even the JBL Finley, like, it was great, but that's not going to outshine the main event. There's we no said, uh, before we went on, like, we got nothing in the last, uh, before 15 years, maybe. Other than that, our number one, it's all recent. <laughs> like, even, like, you said with the Seth Rollins, Miz, and, and Finn Balor, I, I didn't even think of that. Like, that, that was a great match, but... I just put Edge and Ray over it just because of the legacy that they've had. And Finn Balor really hasn't had his moment yet. So um, I'm waiting for that to happen. But, yeah, this list was was pretty straightforward, I thought. I mean, it, was a, it was a fun one. Yeah. yeah. Just, we're about 30 minutes in the pod. So I don't know if you guys want to cut it here. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of short. Um, Speaking of Brett, while we're on here. He buried the shit out of the WWE Universal Champ on uh, Stone Cold's uh, Broken Skull Sessions, whatever he's calling it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pretty much blamed Goldberg for ending his career. He's right. Robbed us of all those one-off matches with Brett versus Kurt Angle, Brett versus Brock, Brett versus Eddie Guerrero, Brett versus Jericho, Brett versus uh, so everyone not down the list in WWE. So Can you imagine? Thanks, Goldberg. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> what is next for Bill Goldberg? <sighs> Damn. It's a tough one. Well, he's going to have a rematch clause. <laughs> like, when, is, when it's all said and done, is this guy going to be in, like, the GOAT conversation? Oh, never thought of that. What's the context here? Well, it's obviously not fucking re- Matt Wrestling. I just mean, like, accomplishments, how you look at him. Uh, 100%. I think he'll be in that GOAT conversation. If he's not already, he'll be there. So what does this mean for that match at WrestleMania 20 with Brock Lesnar Goldberg? Oh, that's a wash. They should delete it from the DVD yeah, that, and that. put the Chris Benoit thing back on. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's the main event. Yeah, that's the new main event. That's awful. Well, you know what? Seeing as it's still kind of short, I'm just gonna start rambling about shit. So Goldberg, he faced Brock Lesnar a lot of times. How was it? Five now? Four? At least four. Yeah, I think it's four. Three or four. <laughs> Royal Rumble. They were in that match. That was so, awful. Yeah, those kind of won. They won at Survivor Series. <laughs> Survivors. You know what? How about this? I want to talk about The Undertaker for a second. Let's talk about his last ten years. Sure. Let's, 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 let's quickly talk about his last ten WrestleMania matches. And let's talk about what we expect from this guy this year. So 2010, we all knew he faced Shawn Michaels. That was pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. 2011, Triple H. 
I thought that was one of his best matches. You don't like that. That's a you don't like that. I'm not a I'm not a fan of that one. All the chair shots. A lot of fucking. It was slow. Very slow. Very slow. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> 2012 to me is where it should have ended. End of an era. I think a lot of people are with you on that. That was just, a good one. D- come on, let's talk about that spot with the sweet chin music and the pedigree. DX ending the streak. I thought that was happening right then and there, and he kicked out. And I'm like, okay, I guess not. Triple H would have got a lot of heat though. Whole Come on, but it was the son-in-law ending the streak. <laughs> Come on, it would have been him in Taker's match. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that match was perfect. Should have ended it like that. That should have main evented. You don't get Hell in a Cell's at Mania like yeah. every year too. So that really was a special moment. That was good. They had to. They had to main event with the Rock and Cena though. They had to. Like, okay, but be realistic. Would you have main evented Rock and Cena with like you know they fill the seats? I think they had to, though, that I, year. I'm probably closing with that. Yeah, still. Just because it's an amazing story with Triple H and Taker, but for Rock and Cena, uh, I know they did it the next year, but at that <laughs> time, you you thought that'd be a one-time, once-in-a-lifetime, like, generation-versus-generation thing. So for me, I'm kind of closing the show with that. I was so happy when The Rock won. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a 100% favorable review. I looked at Chiselli and G, and I'm like, fuck you. You. Your boy lost. They do it again. And then he won. Off a random FU. Just, uh, okay, that's it. That's when it shouldn't have been the main event. 29. Yeah. They shouldn't have closed it. It should have went maybe a little earlier with that. It should have been CM Punk versus The Rock. I knew I was missing something. Should have been that. It should have been CM Punk versus The Rock. That should have, should have happened, but it didn't. They made it just Royal Rumble and Chamber. We'll give it to Cena after. We'll just give Punk to Undertaker. Sure, let's do that. I mean, uh, I guess that was a consolation for him, but it's one of the better taker matches yeah. at Mania. In the last bad. 10. You can argue that it's, he's past his prime, too, there. Well, he's well past his prime now. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are we expecting, though, with this, with AJ? Like, are we expecting, a, like, what you just said with Shane and AJ? Like, are we expecting oh, no, a that. surprisingly great match, or are we expecting a 20-minute, slow-paced predictable outcome like what are we okay i'll start it with the predictable long ass entrance and then we'll get i want to see like an eight minute sprint like everyone get their shots in and then take her quickly end it there's no need to have a half an hour (laughs) not anymore (laughs) you don't need to go out of your way to try to prove anything we know who these two are just let styles hit the phenomenal forearm and the 450 and all that and then have taker fucking kill him in the end yeah i'm going another way with that I'm having Undertaker not even come out as a dead man. Have the like have a cinematic thing. Get some WWE Studios people. Have him on a motorcycle. You come around into the performance center. Have some uh, the American Badass. You don't have to have this long technical match because if he's the American Badass, it's all brawling. AJ carries him for like ten minutes. Undertaker doesn't have to do all these high moves where he flies over the ropes and kills himself. And uh, yeah, hit him with the last ride. They go home. Undertaker gets some nice. Uh, a little bit of time off, but he'll be back for sure. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to end this podcast by asking you guys, what was your favorite Undertaker WrestleMania match and why? Very simple question. Tough one. I think you know the answer, man. It's, it's Shawn Michaels, isn't it? <laughs> it's the one at 25. Yeah. It's... To me, the I don't know. A lot of people love the 26 one. To me, 25. Just maybe the build when Sean coming out wearing all white, pretending that he's God. <laughs> to me, like when you have the dead man and then Sean dressing all white doing that, it was, to me, it was so funny for me. <laughs> the, the fact too, like Sean kind of came off as a heel 
Oh, yeah. yeah. With the yeah. build. <laughs> and yet he comes out as God, and it's like, are you the light? Are you, what are you? Are you a face? Are you a heel? What are you? But it did not matter. That match is the best match of all time. At least for me, it is. Nick was jumping out his seat. Oh, for real. And when Nick jumps out of his seat for a WrestleMania match, mind you, Nick was in theaters. Nick doesn't go to theaters often. He's upstairs. He's probably listening to everything I'm saying. But I remember when uh, Shawn Michaels kicked out of the tombstone the first time. And when JR said, I had an upper body experience. (laughs) I've never seen... (laughs) I remember I'm sitting down. I'm just sitting down watching it. And he kicked out. And I'm just like amazed. And you just see Nick... Jump out like no, no, no! <laughs> it's one of those matches where, like, if you haven't watched a day of wrestling in your life, just go watch it. That's one of the matches I point to. Yeah, that's why that's for me, one. twenty-five gets the edge over twenty-six. Yeah, another underrated one though. I'm gonna say Undertaker, Ric Flair. Just the build-up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He attacks his son, who's twenty-three at the time, beats the shit out of him at the performance like thing they had. And then he comes out when Ric Flair's like fucking punching himself and bleeding all over the place, saying he accepts his match comes out and says, Rick, you don't relax. I'm willing to forgive you for everything you put me through. <laughs> After he just beat the shit out of his son. They go at WrestleMania. Art Anderson was back. And they had uh, the Toronto crowd invested in it. That's a little underrated hidden gem. Worst Undertaker match, though. I'm still going with A-Train and Big oh. Show. Oh. <laughs> I'm going with Roman Reigns, man. That one was... Well, we, You know what? We all have different answers. What does that tell you? Mine's Boss Man, the one at 15. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one's probably the runner-up. But the the one, with, like, just the way that, like, you, you put your shit in the ring after, and you lost. You lost the second time. It main evented. It fell flat. The match sucked. Roman didn't get any cheers. So for me, that's definitely if it's if it's not the worst, it's the most underwhelming for me. So that's yeah. Is that where, would you rather watch Brock versus Concussed Taker at WrestleMania Thirty? Or would you watch Roman versus Taker? Oh my god, probably... Ro- <sighs> <laughs> That's a tough Oh game. my god, I mean... It's one of those where like you go back and you watch 30. Now you know that he's losing. And just how bad the match was and how bad he looked. He just looked bad. Like he took... You know, when he took it off and like he had nothing. Everyone's like, oh, this is great. And then he started wrestling. And it's like, have you even trained? Like you have a gut? Like are you, have you trained at all? <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. It might be, I don't know, maybe 30. Yeah, so with that being said, yeah. a little Roman taker on that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. They're both equally bad. Um, they both lost, like, Taker lost both of them. He never should have lost at all. Um, but that one was just. When he lost the streak, I remember we, I looked at everyone in our aisle. I'm like. Like, is this, is this how, did this happen? I remember joking about it, saying, yeah, watch uh, Brock win. <laughs> and then I ended up happening. The guy beside me and Giselle fucking got up and left the theater. I never saw him after that, so I, I don't know if he still watches do you remember? Do you remember the guys behind us when they were cheering? It oh, was quiet, and then there were four guys behind us. Yeah! <laughs> like, they, like, like, it was dead silent, and then there was, like, a, yeah! And then, like, I did one of these, I'm like... You fucking kidding me? We, were, we weren't quite there yet. Yeah. Like I was still kind of <laughs> baffled. And then like <laughs> you see on the screen, what was it? Twenty and twenty-one and one yeah. pops up. We're like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no way has happened, and it happened. And the first thing that actually came to my mind when he lost was I was like, they just literally shit on Shawn Michaels. Yeah. They <laughs> shit on that match. They shit on Randy Orton. They've shit on everybody before. And. 
yeah. I, I, apparently, the rumor was Undertaker. It, he went up to everyone after what was it? Was it? I think it started 20? with uh, Mark Henry. Yeah. 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 He's like, you want to end it? Or no, Randy at twenty one. Yeah. He's like, you want to end it? No. Want to end it? No. Yeah, imagine Mark Henry ending the streak. Uh, go over well. <laughs> Here's something I want to ask you guys. Out of these two matches, which one did you think was more likely? Batista ending it or Randy ending it? Ooh, maybe Randy. Yeah, Randy for me. The legend like he's, more, he's more the diamond between the two. Yeah. And he was younger. Like, Batista, he won the Rumble. Undertaker, I think. This is predictable. I don't see Batista winning and retaining. I thought that was... Uh, he, yeah, but he had know. a great year, though. Like, he, was do- he dominated SmackDown. I was surprised Batista got as big as he did. Not saying he. I, didn't, I never thought he was going to be like a fucking. What was he? A six-time, seven-time world champion. Well, yeah. at yeah. his age too, he started thirty-six. Yeah, he came. He came in late. Yeah, he came in late. And then yeah. Randy, what, twenty-two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Randy's. Yeah, he's going to go down as one of the best ever. He's a. He's yeah. in the go convo for me for sure. So like when they're coming out of Evolution, I assume Batista would be a, ga- a big game player, but not stick around as long as he did. I thought he'd kind of get like phased out after a couple of years because like Randy's the guy. And yeah, I know. There's the hired muscle. And at, see what he yeah, does. at the time they were comparing him to like Cena too. They're like, oh, Batista and Cena yeah. are the guys. Like, OVW. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? Match. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They built that up. Blockbuster, whatever the hell they called it. I <laughs> oh, eight. Was yeah. That here? Oh, you know what's funny too? The first time I watched the Orton match, I wasn't that fond of it. Like when I watched, I was like, ah, I was good, but like uh, which one? The Orton Taker. Oh, yeah. twen- I was like, ah, I was okay, but. I think the, th- uh, the thing I remember about that is the choke slam reversed into oh, the yeah. RKO. Oh, yeah. Everyone thought that was it. Because you see that in video games all the time now, and like that's where it started in that match. <laughs> I think that's the first one they actually like started building the streak as part of the storyline more. Because before that, you didn't really hear too much. Like him versus Boss yeah, Man, even, you never heard it. Yeah, even the one with Kane, too, at 20. Yeah. It wasn't even about the streak. It was about you know him coming back, resurrecting as a I dead man. I think the very first time they acknowledged it was at 18, where he literally did the thing oh, on yeah. the apron. Other than that... that yeah, but that was because he was a heel and he was a piece of shit. <laughs> Just like... You think it was probably by accident now that you look back at it? You think Vince McMahon, like, oh, fuck, we actually made them win, like, every year? And then you, then you just notice it, like, oh, let's build it as a storyline. Hey, Mark, did you fucking notice this? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> hey, you just be boss, man. You're 5-0 now. No, that was, no, what was that, his first? Second? That was, oh, was like, oh, was 10. It? First one was, what, Snooker or Roberts? Like yeah. Eight oh, or nine? And those two, uh, he beat... Oh, fuck, what This guy's been around forever. Yeah. Oh, my God, Snooker. Be- Snooker. Oh, yeah. Big be Daddy Cool Diesel. Was another one. Psycho Sid. King Kong Bundy. Yeah. A lot of fucking random ones. That might be the worst one. Yeah. Oh, King Kong Bundy. There's a lot of bad in there. It's also a lot of good. But just based off of what, like, I've watched, it's Roman Reigns. It has to be for me. Like, that match, why the hell? That had no right main eventing at all. No (laughs) fucking right. Well, I feel like you could say that every year, though. Yeah. (laughs) Shit, Undertaker faced Triple H three times at WrestleMania. Oh, 17, fuck. 28, and, and 20, yeah, 20, 27 yeah. and 28. Holy shit. The 17 one was... Yeah, just a typical That was not match. good. Yeah. It was not good at all. Uh, the one match, though, that like comes to mind, you know, come on, you got, like, Edge and Taker was just... It was awesome. Yeah. That, was that was just... That was a good main event. That was... I think, like, you, you think of, like, 20 to, like, 28 is, like, the best WrestleMania-type quality... That we've seen in anybody probably ever. When you think of like consistency with, with Undertaker. 20 to 28. Yeah. Like think of like all the matches he did. Come on. Like that casket match with Mark Henry. That's hard to do. And he made it work. He did that suicide dive over the casket. I forgot about that. That, was, that, that was spot hard. was 
That was dangerous as hell. I'm not gonna lie, there are a few matches that I will never go back to watch. That's one of them. <laughs> that one is one of them. I'm not saying it was bad. When I just like see it on paper, and I'm like Mark Henry and Undertaker and a cat. Do I really want to fucking? <laughs> Do I want to invest my time in watching that? The match <laughs> after Shane and uh, or uh, Sean and Vince. Like, yeah, I'll go that instead. So Can you imagine like that was supposed to be Abyss, and he decided to stay in fucking TNA instead of going to WWE. Abyss. Facing the Undertaker Abyss. back in 06. Yeah, that was his prime. Damn, that could have been uh, something. They have, him now, they have him now, though, backstage yeah. doing something. <laughs> Do you know what? TNA, We're going to keep this thing going. Just one more guy we got to talk about for WrestleMania. John Cena. Oh, and of all right. his matches, which one was your favorite? Uh, that's a tough one. And see, that year, one. See, that one's not as clear as Undertaker's. See, first, uh, my initial thought was the one with Sean at 23. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, we're going to talk more about it. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, yeah, that's probably the winner. That's the first thing I think of. Um, 24 for me was really disappointing, the triple threat. Should they, we just start from the beginning? You at, want to? At 20? Yeah. Yeah, 20 was uh, was big time, but that was a disappointing opener. Didn't make any of our lists. Nope, didn't even bring it up once. Um, yeah, the, that, you got to feel, though, for him, though, with Big Show. Like, that was a tough crowd. You know, MSG, they were behind him, but damn it. Like yeah. Big Show at a time, you know he was he was, was pretty big. big. Yeah. He was big. Like I'm not trying to say he was obese, but like he was getting there. He was big. I think 06 was. 06 was, was yeah. yeah. He was. That was bad. Remember that feud with Triple H? He was oh, huge, God. man. He looked huge. Was that No Way Out or? I can't even tell you. That was right. That yeah. was right before Mania. I just think 06 was the Big Show's worst. When him and Kane <laughs> were teaming, and there there was something wrong there. That slow tag match yeah. you brought up to start Mania. Yeah, even like even seen as like his match with JBL. Not good. Not good. His match at Triple H was boring as hell. You said you you fell asleep to it. First time no, I, I watched it, it, fell asleep. Watched didn't it watch it years after. I missed it until I got the DVD. You know what the My highlight was of that? Oh, you know what the highlight was of that whole thing? CM Punk being in the fucking the entrance. Oh, yeah. That's what shooting a gun. Oh no 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 no! After yeah, June whatever RVD won it, then he got pulled over for marijuana and the rest is history. Yeah no uh, yeah twenty three I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking of every, everything he's been through. Yeah, that might be the best one. Even the entrance was perfect, you know, yeah. smashing through the glass with the car. Yeah. The one, uh, the one at 24, a lot of people don't like it just because it was for the title and they thought it kind of disappointed. I didn't mind it, the triple threat. I thought it was fu- the fucking lights went out in that match, which well, was another Okay, thing. you got to remember the build was larger than life because he made that huge-ass surprise return yeah, at the yeah. Rumble. So everyone's like, oh, Cena's going to win, and then he actually didn't win. So I was kind of like, okay, well, they went with Randy here. That's he retained. I didn't think that would ever happen. So that was pretty fun. Twenty-five with the that, that was another ter- triple threat. That was terrible. Fuck. For me, that might be one of Edge's worst matches of all time. That oh, was not good at Familia. all. <laughs> For oh that reason alone, Bam Neely, Chavo. <laughs> oh my God, Hawkins and Ryder. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was awful. Twenty-six was also awful for yeah, him. Batista. The, like, it was yeah. good, but the again the bill. That's for me. That's his biggest downfall. Is every John Cena ma- like WrestleMania match? The build is so big, and then it just it crumbles. Batista though was phenomenal in that build. Oh fuck, Cena! You're for too real? busy hugging babies and kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Let's <laughs> say that now. Wah! Wah! I love Boobie, that. I quit. Oh Again. my god! The first of uh, three times. Oh. <laughs> was he a better face or heel? I think a heel. I think everyone's a better yeah. heel, unless you're like John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> <Daniel> <laughs> <Bryan>. <laughs> I 
I even I was gonna say Daniel Bryan, but his last heel run was incredible. Oh my so. god, no face, nah, better face. So yeah, the match with Batista was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How about his Miz match? One of the worst of all time. Oh, poor Miz. First poor Mania main event. That one was all about cost, the Rock. Doesn't yeah. remember it. <laughs> that was all about the Rock. And Cena fucked up there too. Stupid with that barricade. Spot. Yeah. yeah jumps idiot. over. He should know better. Fucking Miz lands on his head. Like. Could he actually forget the match? Yeah, he got oh concussed bad. So, uh, I'm surprised he even remembered what to do when The Rock was in the ring. Undertaker like the, 2.0. The match was like eight minutes too. It's not it was like terrible. <laughs> so he said a few duds in a row. But you know at how this point. But you know how good that promo was. You know what though? When you're John Cena, the promos are usually good. <laughs> no, but even the Miz, like the buildup was awesome. How it's like he got handed everything for like years, and it's like it's my time now. Remember, uh, remember 2011 Miz. This was prime like. You don't deserve shit. Why the fuck are you in that spot? That yeah. <laughs> like, it's my time. I've been here since 06, grinding. It's my time now. You're going to give it to this guy with the faux hawk, really? <laughs> now it's like the time to give it to Miz. Yeah, and, and, he, and of course, The Rock comes out, and then The Miz retained, and that was hilarious. That was awesome. <laughs> I love how he was like... The replica. I won. And then Alex Riley closing the show. He still which... brings it up to this day. <laughs> yeah, I beat John yeah. Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. No one else could really say that, so... Really Good for him. I mean, 28 was The Rock. 29 yeah. was The Rock. Yeah. All right, well, the 28 match was solid. It was. We'll go with that. 29 um, false finishes galore. Rock gets hurt. Every time he was in the ring with Cena, he got hurt. For 28, he tore something in his quad. Oh, my God, yeah. Apparently, then... 20... Was it 28 or 29? He wrestled, like, with a really bad injury. Yeah, oh, 29. yeah, 29. 28, he did, like, something minor, like a minor injury that postponed, like, something that he was filming. But 29... That was a big time. I think that Guardian. was risky, too. They put him in three straight pay-per-views, The Rock. I think that was very risky with CM Punk at the Rumble and then at the Chamber and then at Mania. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I thought even 30 with uh, with Bray Wyatt. Nah, I wasn't a fan of that. that Bray was, Wyatt lost. Was I think if he won, it would have been more. Yeah. Well, I was 30. Oh, yeah. 31 was Rusev. Oh, my God. I okay. came with the tank. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, the well, so there's not a lot of good Cena matches at Mania. No, Sean has to be the best yeah, one. Yeah, another yeah, mile. We've gone through it. Yeah. yeah. 32, did he wrestle? Uh, right. No. Did he? Holy shit. Oh, no, 32. The Rock beat Eric Rowan. Co-main event, Cena came out because he was injured. And then uh, that was the thing. All right, all right. But yeah, Eric Rowan, co-main and, uh, main event at Mania. Has he even wrestled since 2017 at Mania? 33, he wrestled... No, no, wait, 33, he was... No, 32, wasn't 32 the, the tag team match? No, that was 33 was the tag yeah, team match. that was a one. And then 34 was the taker stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then last year he wasn't around, so, wow, so... Yeah, 30, it's... when he goes back and watches that one, proposing to Nikki Bella, the Miz gets shafted in a fucking build to that. Going nowhere. Oh, poor Maurice. You know what, though? The fucking, the... The segments that the Miz was doing, oh, when he was making earlier. fun of Cena. Oh my god! On Total Divas, <laughs> some of the funniest stuff I've seen. From oh my one. god! <laughs> How he like acted like just clueless. Yeah, like for that reason alone, I was sold for that. Yeah. That, uh, that segment for that feud or whatever. Yeah, it's safe to say it's Shawn Michaels at twenty three. Yeah, There's yeah, that's it's a nice trip down memory lane with uh, Cena and Taker. Yeah, that's that's it. I guess unless you guys want to talk more about Triple H's or. Oh no! Oh, Triple H, yeah. Or Shawn Michaels, on Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 12. <laughs> Surprised he didn't get the win back when he went into the Hall of Fame. He's like, "Yeah, yeah I, I know you're in the Hall of Fame. Can I just beat you right now to get the win back? Just kinda, you <laughs> I'll know. give you an extra five mil." You know. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for this week's episode. We talked about John Cena's WrestleMania matches, <laughs> The Undertaker's. We talked about our top five openers. 
everybody out there, stay safe from this pandemic. Don't cough on anyone. Don't just keep washing your hands. Like you know, Stephen A. said, "Wash your damn hands." <laughs>